Hi, this is Corey Turner. And along with my wife, Simone, we are the senior pastors of Numa Church. I wanted to thank you for listening to our podcast today. You're about to hear a message from one of our team that we pray builds your faith and empowers you to follow Jesus more closely. Enjoy the message. Hi, Numa Church and everyone who's joining us online today. Uh, What an honor to come and bring the word uh, to you in this season. And uh, I'm wondering wherever you are, whether you're at home or you're uh, just uh, looking at this on a TV screen or you are joining us looking at one of your devices, why don't you join with me in prayer as we uh, get ready to receive of the Word today and what God wants to say to us. Let's pray. Father, we just come to you today and we thank you for your goodness and your grace at work in our lives in the midst of all sorts of chaos happening around us. And I'm praying today, God, that as I preach your word, that not only would your anointing come and break bondages and strongholds off of people's lives today, but I'm praying, oh God, that your peace that passes all understanding would guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. God, would you come and speak to the very core of who we are? Lord, right now in this moment through Your Word, I'm praying, O God, that as people are watching this online all over the earth, that God, if they're sick in their bodies, they would be healed today in Jesus' Name. If they need direction, O God, that Your Word would be like a rudder, that Your Word would be, Lord, be marked by a spirit of prophecy that would begin to minister to people's futures and bringing clarity and guidance where there's been confusion confusion and all sorts of doubts. God, we just commit this moment to You. We ask, O God, that Your Word would be a blessing and encouragement to every single person watching online. In Jesus' Name, Amen. I want to invite you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 11. And uh, I want to read from uh, verses 1 to 6 of Matthew 11. And God's put a word on my heart for you today that I really believe is going to encourage you and I believe is relevant for all that we are facing as a planet and as individuals right now in our lives. And Matthew chapter 11 verse 1 says this, when Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in their cities. Now when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me." Today, I want to speak to you on the subject, don't forget in the dark what God has told you in the light. It was just a few years ago, back in uh, 2016 on Mother's Day weekend, when my 59-year-old mother passed away from a long battle, a 25-year battle with a lung disease. And during her passing, there were all sorts of other circumstances that were happening around our family at the time 
that really started to uh, cause all sorts of uh, thinking that began to spiral, negative thinking, all sorts of things that began to consume our minds and hearts. My sister was in and out of prison at the time. My father was now responsible to uh, be raising uh, his granddaughter uh, as now he became the dependent and the uh, guardian of his uh, granddaughter. And as well as that, my family and I started to become really sick with the stress of all that was happening at that time. And it felt like I was in this dark prison cell. It felt like I was in this darkness that was overtaking me. And after my mother passed away, my younger son Joshua asked me the question, Dad, why didn't God heal Nana? And it was a very uh, difficult question to answer. And when we are going through dark circumstances, we often start to ask ourselves the deeper questions of life, questions around faith, questions around relationship with God, eternity, purpose and meaning. And during these uh, circumstances that we're all facing, maybe you've asked yourself the question, if God is all powerful, why doesn't He intervene and stop this pandemic? If you've lost your job and maybe you've been caught up in this economic downturn, you might have asked yourself the question, well, if God is my provider, why have I lost my job and when is God gonna supply my need? And we often beat up on Doubting Thomas, but I think more of us identify with Doubting Thomas than we care to admit. In 2011, the CNN did a survey of Christians and they discovered that 32% of church attenders have real doubts about God and His existence. You see, if you've ever had doubts about God, you are not alone. Every single one of us have doubts about God. Doubts about God aren't new. Doubts about God are as old as Adam and Eve. And in Genesis chapter 3, we see where Satan, our adversary, came to Adam and Eve and started to cast doubts about who God is and what God's Word says. God, uh, Satan came to Adam and Eve and said, did God really say, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? And one of the roles of Satan is to actually cast doubt in the midst of dark circumstances upon what God has spoken into our lives. And sadly, the church has often been threatened by our doubt-filled questions. There was a philosopher in the 18th century who said, keep your doubts to yourself, I have enough of my own. I was on a plane, uh, on a flight from Melbourne to Perth a few years back and I was sitting next to a person and we uh, struck up a conversation and uh, they started to ask me all of these questions around uh, my occupation, being a preacher and a minister of the gospel, asked me all these questions about faith. And as I just began to take this person through uh, an understanding of who Jesus is and what the Bible teaches and what I believe, this person responded to me with, most Christians I talk to can't answer my questions because they are threatened by my doubts. You see, in the Gospels, people's doubts about Jesus never caused insecurity in Jesus. In fact, I've discovered God has more tolerance for our doubts than we do. 
to doubt is to be human. It's what you do with your doubts that really counts. I wanna encourage you, no matter what doubts that you have in your life right now, to bring your doubts to Jesus. Because this is exactly what John the Baptist did. Of all the people in the Bible whom you think would never have doubts about the identity of Jesus as the Son of God, John the Baptist, for me, would be at the top of the list. And yet John the Baptist is struggling with doubt. The Bible says in verses 2 to 3 of this passage that we read at the beginning, Now when John heard in prison about Jesus, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come or shall we look for another? Now let's just consider who John the Baptist is. John the Baptist is the cousin of Jesus. When Mary, the mother of Jesus, came and visited Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist, and John the Baptist was in Elizabeth's womb. The Bible says that as soon as Jesus entered the room, that the baby inside Elizabeth's body, being John the Baptist, leapt within her. There was even in the spirit realm such a response that John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Spirit at the recognition of the presence of the Son of God. Not only that, John the Baptist prophesied that Jesus was the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Not only that, John the Baptist baptised Jesus in the Jordan River. You better believe John the Baptist knows exactly who Jesus Christ is. And yet here in this story, the great prophet is questioning Jesus' identity as the Son of God. Why is that? Because circumstances in John the Baptist's life have turned for the worse. John the Baptist is now in a prison cell. He is facing execution and this wasn't how it was supposed to turn out. John the Baptist probably thought that he was going to have a platform alongside Jesus and together they were going to build the church and they were going to have influence and authority all over Israel to be able to declare the Word of the Lord and usher in the purposes of God on planet earth for Israel. Certainly ending up in a prison cell wasn't exactly what Joshua, uh, should I say, what John the Baptist had on his five-year blueprint plan for his life. And yet John the Baptist finds himself in a dark circumstance in a prison cell. His ministry has actually turned into a misery. And with that misery, all of a sudden, spiritual amnesia starts to infect his soul. He starts to forget all the truths that he discovered long ago about who Jesus was. You see, doubts about God often surface in dark circumstances. And the Bible records that John the Baptist doubt uh, started to doubt Jesus because you and I are just like John the Baptist. We forget in the dark what God has actually told us in the light. And you may feel like you're in a prison cell of darkness right now. You may feel like the headlines of the news are overwhelming you. You may feel like fear is actually closing in on you. Maybe you've lost a job recently and anxiety 
anxiety about where your income is going to come from is threatening you. Maybe you're sick in your body, maybe not with the coronavirus, but just with the stress of all that is happening around you. You're feeling physically sick. Maybe you're watching this online and this coronavirus has infected your body. Maybe just like Job in the book of Job, chapter 23, verse 9, you may feel the same way when he says, Behold, I go forward, but God is not there, and backward, but I do not perceive him. On the left hand, I do not behold him. On the right hand, but I do not see him. You see, the danger of being in a dark place is we are most vulnerable to be offended at God. Why is that? It's because God isn't performing according to our expectations. When our expectations of who God is, is unfulfilled, we start to get offended at God and we start to doubt who God is and His role in our lives. That's why Jesus said in this passage, as John the Baptist's disciples came to Jesus to pass on this question, Jesus looked at them and said, blessed is the one who is not offended by me. That word offence in the Greek is the word scandalon and it means to react negatively. You see, John the Baptist was a Nazarite. He was a very intense, serious dude. He had his own fashion label, uh, camel hair and a leather belt. He had his own special light and easy diet, locusts and wild honey. He was an unusual cat. He, he was a very serious person. His ministry was more characterised by sort of the intensity and sombre mood of a few. And so he was someone who was quite uh, observant when it came to matters of holiness and when it came to matters of uh, being uh, sort of ascetic and, and, and being away, separated from the things of the world. But in contrast to John the Baptist, we have Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Now, Jesus loved to party. Jesus loved to hang out with people. His ministry was more characterised by a wedding. So much so that they accused him of being a drunkard and a glutton. And it wasn't that he was, it's just that the company he kept, how he lived his life was in stark contrast to John the Baptist. And John the Baptist couldn't compute. He couldn't understand exactly what was going on. How was he asked by God to be who he was? And it was so intense and so serious and yet here is Jesus the son of God the Messiah acting in a very different way in other words Jesus wasn't fulfilling John the Baptist's expectations Jesus wasn't performing or doing the things that John the Baptist wanted him to do an offense was crouching at John the Baptist's heart you see unresolved offense is a doorway for bitterness in our life and bitterness is a doorway for the demonic. I want to encourage you today with the words of Hebrews 12, 15. Let no root of bitterness spring up and cause trouble. By it, many become defiled. The cost of offence is too expensive to actually let into your heart. I want to encourage you today to bring your offence to God and don't forget in the dark what God has told you in the light. Jesus answers John the Baptist by saying, go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind see, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up and the poor have good news preached to them. 
You see, Jesus answers John the Baptist's doubt by pointing to his fruit. Jesus said, you shall know them by their fruit. Someone once said, when a train goes through a dark tunnel, you don't throw away the ticket and jump off the train. You sit still and you trust the engineer. I wanna encourage you to not buy into the panic of the world around you and jump off the gospel train of God's truth. I wanna encourage you to sit still, be still and know that He is God. When you're in darkness, you may not know where you are, but you need to hear today, God knows exactly Exactly where you are. Because whilst in Job 23 9, he was articulating this sense of darkness that he felt, that he didn't know where God was. He concludes in verse 10 by saying, Yet God knows the way that I take, and when he has tried me, I shall come forth as pure gold. I had a friend who was going scuba diving, and the instructor said to him, When you find yourself in dark waters, Look to the top, look to the surface and follow the light. Head and swim towards the light. Well, the Bible says in Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. When darkness attacks you, I wanna encourage you today to switch on the light. When fear attacks you in this season, remind yourself God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power, love and a sound mind. When grief is overwhelming you, the loss of a loved one or the loss of just the normality of life, remind yourself weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. When anxiety is knocking on the door of your heart, remind yourself of Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. When sickness is invading your body, you've got to remind yourself of the Word of God. God has sent me His Word and He has healed me and He has delivered me from every destruction and disease. When pain is wrecking your body, you've got to remind yourself to count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And if isolation is overwhelming you right now, I would encourage you with the words of Matthew 28, where Jesus said, Behold, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. You see, when Jesus' followers were all leaving him, Jesus looked at his disciples and he said, So are you going to leave as well? And Peter looked at Jesus and Peter said, Lord, to whom else shall we go? Only you have the words of life. You may find yourself right now in a season that's incredibly dark, where the normality of everyday life has been interrupted, where there's a whole lot of inconveniences around you, where there's a whole lot of uncertainty, where you, like John the Baptist, may feel like you're in a prison cell and you're disconnected, isolated from the rest of the world and you've got questions and doubts filling your mind. I wanna encourage you today, don't forget in the dark what God has told you in the light. 
Run to the strength of the truth of God's Word. And when darkness comes around you, and when darkness comes against you, switch on the light of God's Word in your life. And that Word will come and encourage you. That Word will come and feed your spirit. That Word will come and build you up. And my prayer for you today is is that you would not forget that the same God who rescued you out of the difficulties and the challenges and the valleys of the past is the same God that is present with you today. Even as you watch this uh, online uh, viewing today, even as you hear this word today, I wanna encourage you, the same God who has got you through all of the challenges and difficulties of the past is the same God that is speaking to you through this message today, is the same God that is with you, whatever it is, that you're facing today, don't forget in this dark season what God has already put into your heart in the past, what God has spoken in the light. God is faithful to His Word. I'm just wondering right now if you would pray with me. I, in fact, wanna pray for you today, wrestling with the darkness of circumstance and all that is coming against you. Why don't we pray together? Father, I just lift up every single person that is watching this online. I pray, God, that you would encourage them with this word. I pray, Father, that we would be stirred up by way of reminder, that we would not forget, O God, the truths of your word, but that we would be encouraged, O God, by all that you are speaking into our hearts hearts today. And Lord, we're like John the Baptist, even though we know you to be the Son of God, even though we know you to be true and faithful, yet some of us are wrestling with real doubts in our hearts and in our lives. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that the truth of this Word would go deep into our hearts and begin to light up our lives, light up our mind, light up our hearts, O God, that we would not allow the darkness of the circumstance around us to overwhelm us. Father, we ask right now in Jesus' Name that You would fill us with peace that passes all understanding, that You would fill us with Your Holy Spirit, that boldness and courage would come into each of our hearts today, that Your presence would invade the space and the room that we, invi- that we find ourselves in today. And God, that we would find our strength and our courage in You. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for joining us for this message today. We don't assume that every person listening has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so today we invite you to begin following Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. The Bible teaches that every one of us has been created for a relationship with God. Sin has separated us from that relationship, but God loved us so much that He gave us His one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus lived, died, and rose again, conquering sin, Satan, and death itself. If we believe in our hearts that God has raised Jesus from the dead, and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. So if you are ready to pray in faith, turning away from your sin and believing in Jesus for your salvation, please pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God and I ask you to forgive me and cleanse my heart from all of my sin. I receive by faith the free gift of eternal life and I ask that you would fill me with the Holy Spirit. I thank you that I am born again as a child of God and that you have made me a new creation in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you have prayed that prayer for the first time, 
We would love to know and help connect you to a local church in your area. You can contact us on our website, numa.church. Thank you for listening.